0: Morning, Derby Church. It's fantastic, um, just to come together again round God's word and speak and encourage each other in the Lord and build each other up in the faith. Um, you know, and come together and hear what the Spirit is saying. I pray this morning that God would strengthen your hands, strengthen your heart, strengthen your mind as we go forward. I want to speak to you about staying in the fight, staying in the fight about a year and a half ago or maybe just over a year ago I, I spoke from the book of Nehemiah we are key leaders and as I was studying this week I was stood again to share it with the whole body and um, not just our own church but you know churches around the UK churches in the, the nation to not come out the fight to men and women leaders all who call upon the name of the Lord that you would be strengthened this morning, that you would just know the empowering of His Spirit, the empowering of His Word, and you would be lifted up this morning through the power of God's Word. It's great to be together this morning. Father, I just pray this morning that you would open up our ears to hear what your Spirit's saying. I pray that you would help us this morning and strengthen us, and that you would bold your church this morning, Lord, and that you would put an encouragement and strength into those whose hands And hearts and minds are feeling weary this morning that you would lift us up as we look unto you the author and finisher of our faith we would gain strength this morning to continue in this fight in jesus name amen well once again good morning to everybody who's joining with us online this morning i want to speak to you staying in the fight from the book of nehemiah chapter 4 nehemiah was obviously a godly man, he was a cupbearer to the king, he had a responsible job, but nevertheless he was a man just like us. He heard that the wall in Jerusalem had been broken down and in those days the walls were your, your defence. It's When the walls were down it means the enemy could come in and out and do what he wanted. And when he heard the state that Jerusalem was in, he wept, he prayed, he fasted, he got a burden from God, he was commissioned by God and he went about building the wall in Jerusalem. And he was an incredible man, as we'll see. I want to take this story up from chapter 4. Um, from Nehemiah. It says this in Nehemiah chapter 4. When Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews in the presence of his associates. And the army of Samaria... He said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore the wall? Will they offer sacrifice? Will they finish it in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble, burned as they are? Toba, the Ammonite, who was at his side, said, what are they building? Even if a fox climbs upon it, it would break down their walls of stone. I want to tell you we're in a fight and the enemy wants to take us out of it. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. One of the most destructive weapons that I know that the enemy carries is discouragement. Discouragement means to dispirit you it means to take the fight out of you. Discouragement is to deplete hope. To deplete the hope that you get from the word of God. To get you to doubt God's word. To get you to doubt God's work. To paint a picture of a bleak future. And to paint a picture and a voice of lies that bring uncertainty into your stable life. It means to paint a hopeless future. And what what happens is, when you start to think like that and discouragement gets, comes in, it takes all your strength from you, from your daily duties, from things you need to do. You're kind of just hanging in there. You're, you're on reserve, so to speak, and you're so discouraged. And it causes a cry deep within you. You can't even groan out. I believe I'm speaking to people this morning who have a cry in their spirit and, and, and it's like you can't even groan it out and nobody can hear it but I want to tell you God can hear it this morning and he knows that the enemy has came with lies and brought discouragement and painting a picture that is absolutely not real but because he's the father of life he masses an angel of light and he paints it in such a way that it brings deep discouragement in his the Bible tells us in John 10.10 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy that's his nature that's what he's like He's after, he's not after just me and you, he's after the work of God in us. He wants to hinder it. He wants to steal the testimony of Christ and the victory that's in Christ. He knows he can't take it, so he tries it with discouragement and intimidation. And there's a voice in every generation, there's a voice of an enemy. And Nehemiah knew it. Isn't it amazing, Nehemiah, when he went to build the wall, soon as you move to do anything for God, soon as you move to do a work from God, all hell lets loose. You're just going about God's business and it's as if all hell lets loose and comes against you. Discouragement is no respecter of person. It doesn't matter if you're in a mansion, it doesn't matter if you're rich, middle class or poor. Discouragement can get into the heart and take the fight out of you. But I want to talk to you this morning about not coming down from that fight. Not losing ground in that fight, but actually advancing in that fight. It says, first of all, in verse 1 of chapter 4 of Nehemiah, it said they started to ridicule him. And there's that voice, it just undermines the work of God. He said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Feeble, not strong, not mighty in God, but feeble. He gets you to look at your own weakness, he gets to look at your own frailty, and you start to believe it. He said, these feeble Jews are building this wall. He said, it's absolutely ridiculous. What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore this wall? And then his friend butts in, his his friend butts in 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 verse 3 and says, even if a fox jumps on that wall, it will come tumbling down. You're wasting your time. You're you're not making progress. Why don't you just throw in the towel now? But in in verse 9, Nehemiah, he, he responds to this. He says this in verse 8, They they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against us. There's an enemy who's stirring up trouble, who's stirring up saying you're feeble, even if a a fox jumps on this. He's putting discouragement into you. But it says in verse 9, Nehemiah, But we prayed to our God and posted guards day and night to meet them. There's a voice that wants to, It's not just the voice, it's the words that they used. Remember when David was fighting Goliath, the the Israel, the army were paralysed because they were intimidated. Not just at the size, but the voice that was coming out of Goliath. He paralysed them, he intimidated them, he spoke fear into them. That man put an army on their knees by his voice. We know that when the ten spies went into the promised land and God promised the land is yours, go in and take it. That ten, 10 went out but 8 came back and they came back with a bad report and their voice discouraged almost a whole nation took the fight out of them, put doubt in them put uncertainty in them so there's power in the voice of the enemy they remember Elijah in 1 Kings 18 he's on the mountain, he's standing for God, he's thrown down the gomlet he's took on the prophets of Baal and the powers of darkness and He displayed God's power on that mountain. The fire came down. People, hearts returned to God. That was in chapter 18. In chapter 19, just shortly after it, a voice came from Jezebel saying, Today I am going to come and I am going to kill you. Now this was a man of God. The fire of God came down from heaven. And in chapter 19, it says that he ran away. Yes, he ran away. Because he feared for his life and he sat under a tree. And he asked God that he could die. Now that's the power of discouragement, getting into a man of God. Now we know that the discouragement never kept him there. God was gracious. God restored him. God recommissioned him and sent that man back on his way. And the devil wants to stop you before you even start. He wants to paint a, a future for our church and churches. Saying, where do you go from here? And he wants to take the fight out of And the devil doesn't stop. He is. He is persistently coming to us. Uh, he, He doesn't just stop. His voice doesn't just stop one day. It comes and comes again. Remember when Jesus was tempted, it said he waited for an opportune time to come back again. He's always looking for opportunity. It's not a game. We're in an absolute fight. We're in an absolute war. And the enemy's voice has discouraged people and put them on the hard shoulder of life. People who were running well and now were on the hard shoulder. People who were running with such boldness and such power and became frail because they started to believe a lie. You see, a lie will put you in bondage, but the truth will set you free. And the devil's the father of lies and he'll just keep coming. And and in and, and Nehemiah chapter 4, there's this voice of ridicule. There's this voice of, you know, the work you're doing is useless. It's pointless. It's, it's not doing anything. But it was a lie. And then as we go to Nehemiah uh, chapter uh, 6 and starting from verse 2, it says, sam and Gesem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Uno. But they were scheming to harm me, so I sent a, a messenger to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message, and four times I gave them the same answer. You see, the enemy, if he can't get you one way, he'll come another way. He can't get them down, so he's trying to come to a place of compromise. Come on, let's just have a chat. Come on down, let's just chat about this. But Nehemiah has a resolve in his heart. He is like Paul, he is persuaded and he said i'm not coming down and we can see that four times he said four times and the enemy just keeps coming and coming and coming and battering and battering and he said four times i sent this message i'm not coming down i'm doing a great work up here it was like paul the apostle we went through many trials we know we've read the list of what paul went through and he said but i am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things above, nor things below, nor anything in the past, the present, or the future. He said, nothing can separate me from the love that's in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I am persuaded. I am persuaded to man through his whole life. What he was saying is, I'm not coming down from the work that God has given me to do. And while I'm doing this work, there's nothing can separate me from God's love and God's power and God's grace. Because Emmanuel, God is with us. I can't come down. Listen to to, to, to verse 4 of the book of Nehemiah. Four times I gave them the same answer. I'm not coming down. Listen to uh, verse 9 of chapter 6. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking that their hands will get too weak for the work. And they will not complete it. And Nehemiah says, but we prayed. Now God, strengthen my hands. I pray with all my might this morning that you would be strengthened. Not only your hands, but your heart. Not only your heart, but your mind. Physically, mentally, spiritually i pray for the church this morning that your hands would be strengthened that your heart would be strengthened that your mind would be strengthened i pray and i believe god answers prayer nehemiah prayed to god he never got into a debate with the enemy he never came down and started fighting with them. he listened to the words and he went straight to god and said god i pray And what he's saying is listen to their threats, listen to their words, but we are looking to you. We're going to put our hope in your word, God, that if God is for me, who can be against me this morning? Oh, I pray for yous whose hands are feeling down, for yous who are about to throw in the towel this morning, for you who said, I'm at my wit's end, for you who are saying, my mind is so troubled, there's a cry in my spirit, I can't even scream, I can't even speak about it. God has heard your cry this morning and he's saying don't come out to the fight and don't come down. I will be your strength. I will be your shield. I will be your refuge. I'm not coming down. And in fact in verse 15 we see that the tactics of the enemy and the voice and the discouragement and the intimidation actually did not work. Verse 15 of chapter 6. So the wall was completed in 52 days. The wall was completed in 52 days. And I want to tell you, that voice It was in Nehemiah's time, that voice that came through Goliath, that voice that put Elijah, Elijah under a tree, That voice that has intimidated and fearful and brought people into a place of limitation. And I'm going to say it again. It's not a game. And you won't overcome with secular principles. You need the power of God. You need the power of God's word. You need the power of the spirit. Because that voice is against the church. He wants to take the church down. He's after the testimony of Christ in you. You No, you can't touch it. And and he can't get to it. But he can make you feel fearful and intimidated and uncertain. And he puts you on rocky ground. And before you know it, the picture that you're looking at. And Nehemiah said, I have resolved. Four times you came to me. Four times I'm sending a message back to you. I want to tell you, send a a message back. I'm not coming down. And there's a voice in every generation. And that voice has not went away. And it wasn't away when our Lord was being crucified. Mark Chapter 15, it's an incredible verse. Mark chapter 15 and verses uh, 27 to 30. Let me start from 25. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge was against him read. The king of the Jews, they crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him shaking their heads and saying, so you are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Listen to verse 30. Come down from the cross and save yourself. I'll read that again. Here's this voice. Come down from the cross and save yourself. That voice, right under the cross, of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Right under the cross. While he's being crucified. Isaiah describes him. He was marred more than any other man. The blood is flowing. From our Lord and Saviour. He's been nailed to the cross. Crown of thorns in his head. There's been a spear put through his side. He's been whipped and battled. And punched and bruised by men. He's on that cross and hears a voice. It's like the devil's last throw, just when the victory is about to be done. The enemy comes and said, In essence, you saved others. If you're the Son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. Come down. From the cross. And you know Satan did not want him to go to the cross. And you say how do you know that. Because when Peter was trying to stop him. Going to Jerusalem. When Peter was trying to stop him. From going to the cross. He ignored Peter. And went to the voice behind the voice. And said get behind me Satan. He tried to hinder him. He was always after the seed. Because there was a promise from the very beginning. That the seed born of a woman. You will bruise his heal but he will cross your head and when jesus the son of god was on that cross just when victory and the principalities and powers were about to get disarmed and he was going to get victory over them he was the second adam just when the prophecies about the crucifixion and the work of God was just about to be finished up to that point in history when he was going to say it is finished. Right then the devil comes in with a last throw and says, why don't you just come down? But if you will allow me to come off the pages of scripture and allow my imagine, imagination to just go out there. I believe Jesus heard that voice coming up, come down and he looked up and in his heart, he thought about the father and said, no, I can't, I can't come down. Father, thy will be down. And then that voice comes up again and it says, if you're the son of God and you saved others, save yourself and come down. But just like Nehemiah sent a message to the devil, somewhere in me believes that Jesus underneath his breath heard that voice and said, I can't come down. I'm doing a great work up here, what a work, what a work, it was the devil's last throw, his head was about to be crushed. principalities and and powers were meant to be a laughing stock, he was going to disarm, he was going to rip and tear The curtain in the temple, access was going to be open to God. And a few days from now, there was going to be a powerful resurrection. There was going to be an absolute outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Did he not say, I will build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail? You see, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Oh, I'm so glad he never came down. The enemy's last throw. But he was going to complete the work. He was going to say, it is finished. I, I fulfilled up to that point all the prophecies. I've, 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 I've came to do what I says I would do. I'm going to bring reconciliation back to the Father. I'm so glad he never came down. Because he said, if I come down, the blind won't see. The lame won't walk. The sick won't be healed. The oppressed won't be set free. There'll be no forgiveness of sin. Men will be grappling in darkness without hope. Men would, men's end would be despair. But thank God he never came down. He was doing a great work up there. He said, if I come down, the, the, the drug addict will not get set free. The drunk will not get sobered up. The prostitutes will not feel like women again. The guilty will, will not know what it's like to be forgiven and be free. The demonic will not know the power of deliverance. Those who are demented will not know peace. Oh, I'm so glad he never came down. Because the Bible says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. There is power in the name of Jesus. So I want to speak to our church. I want to speak to the churches in our city. I want to speak to the churches in our city country i want to speak to the churches in our nation to every man and woman i want to say to you don't come down it's not because we're great in our own strength and our own power no it's because he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world those feeble hands those troubled minds those weary hearts I pray this morning by God's spirit and by God's word that you would be strengthened like the saints of old, a cloud of witnesses who God upheld and carried them through every trial through many trials and snares we have already come. We must run on with this amazing grace that we will be given for the journey. Just a few scriptures before we finish. Joshua 1 and verse 9. Listen to this. And let it feed your spirit this morning. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Last scripture. For every church that's listening in this morning, for every family, for every man, for, and, and for every woman, don't come the fight and don't come down and I finish from the book of Ephesians chapter 10 to 18 and I say this to us all I say it with all the love in my heart all the grace in my heart and all the love of God in my heart to every one of us this morning to my brothers and sisters in this nation and beyond finally be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand and watch God at work. I'm emphasising that. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kind of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Stay in the fight. Don't come down. He that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. He's given us His Spirit. He's given us His Word. He has equipped us for every good work. He will never leave us, and He will never forsake us. No temptation will seize us except which is coming to man, and God will provide a way out. His grace will be sufficient enough for every circumstance and every trial that comes our way. We can't avoid them. We can't go round them, we can't run for them, but we can go through them to victory in Jesus' name. He's building his church. So I pray for you today, every heart, every soul, every mind, that he will pour in the oil and the wine and you will be strengthened today by the love of God, that you would know the fellowship of the Spirit, that you would be strengthened by his word today. Church, don't come down, don't come down, fight the fight because it's a good fight and there's rewards waiting for us when we go home. I'm so glad he never came down until he, he said, until he said it is finished. Let's run with all of our might and believe God that there are seasons of winter, but summer comes again, things are only for a season. He will strengthen you today. I pray God will bless you. Strengthen your hands, strengthen your heart, and strengthen your mind. Because God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. God bless you.